This is Blake 7 in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by 5 to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters, and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, for this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. Hello, Ian. Hello, Eric. Ready to talk plastic boxes, are we? Yes. Well, funny enough, I was in the attic last night, and I moved my plastic uh, storage box full of Christmas lights, and it reminded me that we're recording it today. You just needed to switch those lights on. Yeah. And, hey, you've got your own ORAC. You've yeah, got your own go. ORAC. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, ORAC. ORAC today. ORAC, ORAC is yeah. a character. Um, he was Fair, included in... And his in... name, very similar to yours. Eric ORAC. Eric Not ORAC. far off, is it? Not far off. You could off. cosplay as him. Don't know how. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. there's a challenge. All right. Well, you, wear, Mate, you put no. a plastic box on your head and flash at people. So. And Yes. Eric as ORAC. Eric ORAC. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking um, that maybe, you know, originally Terry Nation, maybe Orac stood for something, like Imipac stood for something. Yeah. And, um, he does like uh, sort of um, acronyms and things, doesn't he, old he does. Terry? So did you know Orac is an acronym, but not in the Blake 7 world? Oh, Orac well, is a yeah. thing. What's it stand for? It stands for Oxygen Radical Absorbance Capacity. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. So, so... So is that sucking the air out? I think I didn't. I didn't look yeah. into it. I saw something about oh, it's a good job Orac's not around anymore, and they weren't yeah. talking Blake Seven. Um, no. Well, I yeah. know. Um, I know. Like the, the the was it the companion piece to the Vic Twenty was the Oric, wasn't it? And that was named yes as a, as a sly nod to Orac, which yeah. I thought was quite nice. Yeah, it, it, it's a test, a lab test that attempts to quantify the total antioxidant capacity of a food by placing a sample of the food in a test tube along with certain molecules that generate free radical activity and certain other molecules that are vulnerable to oxidization. Well, there you go. That, and that, that sounds like a perfect description of ORAC, doesn't it? It does. Would you like to know yeah. which fruit has the highest ORAC value? I, I, or would you I'm, like to guess? I'm on the edge of my seat. The highest... Orac the, value. The highest Orac fruit. The highest fruit. A banana? It's prunes, prunes apparently. Uh, Has an Orac value of 5,770. There you are. You're learning you something go. today, yeah. aren't you? Learn you, with Eric. <laughs> do, you, do you want to know what has the highest food, highest rating of all food? Go on. With a staggering 9,621 Oracs. So wild, twice the prune. Yeah, wild blueberries. Oh. There we go. Oh, no, no, it's not, actually. No, it's not. It's not, actually. Because dark chocolate trumps that with 20,000. Well, dark chocolate trumps a lot of things. Yes, My favourites. Yeah. Well, there you go. So every time you have dark chocolate, you're ingesting a bit of ORAC-heavy produce. Oh, there we go. Well, thanks for listening. Um, (laughs) Yeah, bye. (laughs) See ya. Um, I thought... Sorry, headphones just fell off. Um, I thought... uh, I, I always thought, and I, I think you've mentioned it before, that, that he, he went with uh, ORAC for Oracle. It I, is. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's a shortened down bit yeah. for I think, uh, Oracle. Let's, we should have a little competition on Facebook. What does ORAC stand for? Think up the Truth, best. Truth, justice, and the... Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. Well, none of those things I don't think know in the ORAC uh, we know and love. All right then, yeah, ORAC. ORAC. ORAC what, yes. what, what would you say ORAC stands for? There, there you go, listener. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, let us know on Facebook. We'll yeah, have best, a think as well. Yeah, best one wins a, a Marvel No Prize. Yes, remember yeah. that. No Marvel prizes. No Prizes. Yeah, good old Stan. Stan, yeah. tight ass Stan. Yeah, tight ice ass Stan. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, thinking back to season one, you yes. know, everything's all jumbled up now. Everything's all together. I can't think of a time really, when Orac wasn't around. But, of course, he didn't arrive until the very last episode. Very last episode, yes. Now, this is a weird thing as well, because we're both very old folks and we listen to this original time around. Um, I can't really... I can't think back to a time like you where Orac wasn't in a published consciousness, because Orac, like the Dalek, is one of those things that's gone over into mainstream. So people of a certain age, any light, any box with flashing lights or any computer that's a bit... It's, you mention ORAC, don't you? It's, yep. it's 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 like I say, it's it's gone over from from geekdom to public consciousness. Most people won't rec- remember Zen on the street, but I think most people, even if they've probably never seen an episode, they know what ORAC is. Yes, which yeah. is quite a legacy for a, a, a character. But of course, that legacy wouldn't be there because you know, uh, season two. Orac was only meant to be in it for the first That's couple true, yes, of stories. Yeah. I don't know what was going to happen. I don't know if he was going to be destroyed or left behind or given like, to somebody. I like to think that in the first episode of season two, Blake comes in and goes, right, let's use Orac. And it's Avon's taken it apart and can't put it back together. It's all over his coffee table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, 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 yeah. maybe people won't remember him so much if that yeah. had happened. Yeah. I wonder how they would have... Do you they would have just... They would never have mentioned him again. Like so many things that... Blake comes across that would be really handy later on. They never mention again. I wonder if that they would have just sort of forgotten it because it was uh, the. Of course, when he first appeared, he was um, it was Derek Farr, wasn't it, doing yeah, the voice? Was. Yeah. Um, and I that's another thing. Would, would the character have caught on? I don't. If think so. it would have been him playing the voice throughout. I think a vast appeal of Orac is number one is Tetchy character. Yes, number two, everyone loves the Tetchy character. Yeah, yeah. Peter Tudnam's voice is brilliant yep. and then the sound effect over the top of it they are yes. the, the things if it had been Derek Farr I, even if you had the sound effects and you of course visually he was still the same although yep. of course we've got to remember Orac changed quite a bit between season one and two in size didn't he yep. just, he just did, to make yes. it more portable <laughs> um, I don't think so I think a, a huge part of Orac's appeal is Peter Tudnam I think so I think I think that, yeah you're, I think you're right that the Everyone likes that sort of character, the Victor Meldrew style, grumpy old man character. Um, I think it was also this. This is going to sound really silly, but I think it, it was also believable that it, he was a computer, because at, at the time computers were just starting to become where you could afford one at home, and they mm. were a big old box that weighed a ton, weren't it? Mm. And it's. I think people. Whereas you see Zen. And that's an alien computer. You see all that. It's like, yeah, I can imagine that being a computer. I mean, what well, we'll have to do in this episode as well is is all the things that Uncle Terry predicted in the world of computing. I don't think he predicted them with any knowledge. He's guessed and we've caught up. But so many things that Orac does is now common mm. for even the, I mean, the laptop I'm recording this on and the laptop you're recording that on can do things that were marveled at because Orac could do it. Mm. You but know. now it's commonplace. Now it's commonplace, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's go through them one by one then, shall we? Let's okay. uh, let's get this started because, yeah, he uh, appears at the end of season one and he, does, he, yeah. he is a computer. 
or a device created by Ensor Senior yes. um, after he had gone into hiding. Um, and Servalan had agreed to buy ORAC for 100 million credits. Yes, which is either a very lot or a very little, depending on where in Blake 7 you're hearing that amount, isn't it? Because <coughs> at one point that would have been a huge amount because Avon was going to break the entire Federation yeah, banking true. cartel for slightly less. And then at other times it's not a lot. You yeah. know, by the time you get to season four. Um, yeah, but this is season yeah. one and Travis yeah. does bulk. He at does. That it's amount. Like, ooh, yeah. Yeah, but she says it's worth 10 times that much. Yeah. Um, and she also says that there's been rumours about ORAC for years. And didn't we say about Ensor Jr. that that's most probably Ensor Jr. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Gabbing in space bars. Gabbing in space yeah. bars. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Do, do you, I think we, we might have covered this slightly in on the, uh, the, episode, the ORAC episode. The ORAC, the episode episode, not ORAC, the character episode, which is this. Quite confusing, isn't it? Um, <laughs> the, would Ensor have just handed him over had had he not gone through Serval and had, say, it been five years earlier and the an honest space commander was there, you know, would, would, would he have just sold it and handed it over with no... Because if he didn't, yeah. what was the point of creating it? Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, he's rightly proud of it, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, he says to Blake, Blake says, oh, it's a computer. And he says, it certainly is not. So much more. It's yeah. so much more. He, he describes Orac as a brain yeah. um, that could draw information from any computer containing a Tariel cell. Yes. So L- it, Luckily, they never pinned down what a Tariel cell is. Well, we but, talked about this when yeah. we were talking about Ultra World and things yes. like that, that... The Tariel cell apparently is a, a human, an, an Earth human invention put into Federation craft, etc., etc., etc. But then the system seems to use Tariel cells, yes. And, and Ultra World seems to have Tariel cells. So yeah, that's where it all falls a, a, apart a bit. But I think this is the first predicting bit, isn't it? Because you have said many times that Orac is basically uh, Alexa or Google. Yes. You know, yeah. you can just find out any information over. The internet, can't you? Yeah, so so basically, yeah, ORAC can tap into the internet before the internet really was a thing. I know the internet existed from, what, about 72, wasn't it? But mm. but the internet as we know it, you know, the font of all knowledge, you can find anything, you can connect any computer that's on the internet, you can connect together. Um, this was revolutionary stuff and it, at the time. and Or it, it's like... It, people are astounded, aren't they? The character is astounded that Orwak can do this, can can communicate like that. I mean, I, one interesting thing uh, that I don't think we covered on was the way that Orwak does communicate with other computers because he he uses he's he's pan-dimensional, isn't he? He uses he another dimension to send his signals. Send his signals, the same dimension that Cali used for telepathy and that. So I think this is pointing dangerously close that that he isn't just a computer. I think, you know, there's probably good evidence that he's sentient, that because mm-hmm. he's using the same system as, as sentient telepaths. Um, and like I say, he's, he's almost a pan-dimensional being. He's, he's existing in two different dimensions at once. So is he, when he's off, is he off? Does he compute in that other dimension? No, I think when he's off, that's just a communicator to him. I yeah. don't think it. He, you, you, you I know, don't think you literally off, turn yeah. him off. No, no he's I, think, still, I think you're he's right. Still yeah. and it's and, like that box is the interface to yeah. something that exists outside of that box, isn't yeah. it? It's 
Yeah, no, and that's really interesting because if he is sentient, right? I mean, we know, you know, we've got a couple of stories where, you, you know, he's been affected outside and he becomes evil, etc., uh, etc. Et but, you know, he's obviously sentient. He knows what he is. Yeah, he's, he's self-aware. Quite, yeah. He's self-aware. He uses I all the time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's incredibly dismissive of humans and intolerant of humans. Do you... You never get the impression, though, that he actually wants to evolve as a life form. That he doesn't want to, well, no, because you, you know, come out of his box yeah. and actually be self. Well, I know, think he would, he would see that as a step backwards. Do you think? But yeah, he's I reliant think, um, then on humans, yeah. which he doesn't. But, I, well, but he is he though? Like. I don't know whether he is or not. I suppose his inter- that boxes. I suppose. I suppose this is. I mean, we're almost getting oh, to philosophical questions, saying. aren't we? That that you know is what is the self because if if he is able to tap into this other dimension and he's you know does does can he reside there is that just a communications channel if if the box is destroyed is the essence of what orac was gone but unlike say data in next generation who's who thinks the pinnacle of everything and this sort of sums up the difference between a uk show and a, a us show data assumes that humankind is the pinnacle mm. that being a human is like that's it that's that's the, the pinnacle ultimate. yeah because the americans have this really i mean they either don't believe in evolution or their weird idea of evolution that it's a ladder aiming at a fixed point that fixed point being americans <laughs> um so i i don't think i think orac if orac was offered the choice to become a living human type, but he would go, no, 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 no. Why, why do you want to cripple me like that? I think he he knows he's better than us. Yeah, but what you're saying there is, you know, that's contradicted. There are instances where he is thinking about himself, and he says, "You must move me immediately." Yeah, I think, you know, that, you know. yeah, that. So that that box is something. That's what I say. It's like <coughs> if you, it's almost like, does he have a soul? Is there such a thing as a soul in this context, and does he have a soul? Well, if he's an interdimensional being, yeah. like you're suggesting, the the box is his way of communicating with our physical reality. And if the yeah. box is destroyed, he's in a dark place, like yeah, we see with be, the Cali yeah. episode. And and never again will he ever be able to interact. Yeah. I don't I don't think he cares about interacting with people. What he cares about is knowledge. Yes, he wants he, to make himself more and more knowledgeable. Yeah, you know, he he yeah he wants. I suppose that's that's his. Uh, yeah, he's aiming to know everything, isn't he? Mm. I don't. I mean, he was there before Vija got there, wasn't he? he, he yes, he's already pretty knowledgeable. Um, yeah, I, that, that's interesting. That does he does he see interacting with humans as a hindrance or? Because sometimes he finds it fascinating, doesn't he? He's, mm. you know, he's fascinated by talking to people. When, like when Villa uh, told him his um, really bad jokes and puzzles, and he because he this was learning, he was fascinated. Yeah, there was a gap in yeah. his knowledge, yeah. which he had to fill. But he wasn't speaking to Villa because he enjoyed it, was he? I don't. Think. No, he just wanted more knowledge. Yeah. Did anyone speak to Villa because they enjoy it? I don't know. <laughs> Um, well, he he has many talents, uh, whatever yes. he may be, you know. And you know, the very first thing we ever see him do is control the Liberator. Again, yeah. that 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 infers that the Liberator has got Tariel cells, cells, or at yeah. least Zen has got Tariel cells, yeah. because he can control the Liberator, and he does so. Yeah. You, or you, the you know. Tariel, the, whatever the Tariel cell is, it's such a fundamental part of computing that anything, <coughs> even an alien computer, would have to have something similar. 
Yeah. Don't know. So, so that, that, that raises the question, you know, very first time we ever see Orak, the very first time an action we see him do is he takes con- control of Zen. He talks to the crew of the Liberator through Zen. Yep. So that is immediately dropped because if he is about to do, if, he's, if it's possible for him to do that, why can't he do that to any pursuit ship that comes near the Liberator? Yeah, well, that, that's always the, that's the question that always goes through, and it is why. I mean, we know why. It's for dramatic purposes. But in, in the, the construct of the universe, why can't he just take control of the, the Federation pursuit ship computers and, and destroy them? Well, so take my control question of Star is, 1. Yeah. My question is then, is... Like the Battlestar Galactica reboot, does do the Federation pursuit ships? Are they either not computer based, so they don't operate with any sort of oh, I see com- yep. computer intelligence, or they're they're they've got a, a really good firewall, and all that can't connect to them? No, I think it's because they're analog. Yeah, they? I, I, and I, that, digital. That's, that's my view. Is that yeah? yeah this is a, yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's a brilliant uh, uh, way to look at it. Yeah, Orac is is the coming digital age and the federation pursuit ships and the federation technology is still clockwork yeah yep. so no matter how good the computer is that connects via wi-fi it can't control your oven nope exactly it, yeah we, where we have it season four headhunter yeah. he can't control the the the, the wheel the, that's yeah. open to let the water go. exactly yeah so yeah. yeah that's a brilliant little analogy that i like mm. that yeah that's yeah. good yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so that's that bit, right? Yep. I'm, I'm, I can't remember what my next bit was. Oh, um, so you, you had covered all that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, start, was think, yeah. it was something to do with the Liberator and Terry All Cells. He taking control of... The first thing he does is takes control of the Liberator. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. no, I know. That. The second thing he does is, at the end, when he's introduced to the crew and he decides to show off and he goes yes. oh i i can tell the future i can predict things yeah. and they go okay then show us okay and that's when we get the cliffhanger at the end don't yes we? which you know? which he never does again <laughs> other than he completely pulls, dropped yeah. in blake he uh he predicts that blake is on uh gowder prime by yes. looking at the that's the yeah whatever, that, 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 nonsense good crazy that, that's the nearest yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, finding this line through the pattern yeah. of infinity, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think, but this, the, it, on on a because a, 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 this is a TV program level, the whole reason this is classic Terry Nation used to do this all the time in the in in Doctor Who, he'd do it in one story where he would write something that probably on a Monday night sounded brilliant, really clever, and then by Wednesday he's realised he's painted himself into a corner because he's either created something super powerful or. It's uh, whatever he's thought of solves any problem in any script. Yeah. So you have to either find a way to write round it, or they've put a limiter on ORAC or something like that, or they just yeah don't mention it again. Yeah, because this this is a classic example of if you think yeah. about it too much, it doesn't hold up because no. he shows them the Liberator being destroyed. Well, he doesn't say Liberator. He said space vehicle will be destroyed, doesn't yes, he? Yes, he does. And, yeah, and we find out in Redemption, you know, that uh, it's not the Liberator. It's this other one, right? Yeah. But Orak blows it up to make his prediction come true. Yeah. So, I mean, <coughs> the, the whole thing it could be dodgy, couldn't it? It could be that this is all, the whole of uh, Redemption is Orak putting this in motion because he has shown off and 
boasting. Yeah, now he's got to back so it did, up. Did he contact the system and say, your ship's here? Yeah, it and, could you be. Know, was the whole thing set up? Because he doesn't want to know his face, and I yeah. think that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> That's for a one, for a computer brain, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that and that's very realistic, isn't it? People yeah. get into lots of scrapes because they can't just say, you know, oh, I was showing off, or I was. Yeah, they don't want to lose face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his predictive ability, I, 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 I like that he had that because the, I can, I, I can have our heroes live right in yep. that. I like to think that, you know, you could watch season four, all of season four, and at the end, when it goes to black and we've got the gunshots and everything, we cut to Avon on the Liberator, taking the key out of Orac, yeah. and everything we saw in season four was Orac predicting what will happen yeah. if Avon goes to Terminal. Yeah, yeah. He and takes he goes, all right, goes, I'm not going to go to goes, Terminal then. Yeah, he goes, well now, Orac. So <laughs> my choices are that, yeah, that would have been, been probably a huge cop-out. But yeah, you could you could do that. I bet someone's done that in fanfic, haven't they? So. Oh, I'll have to have a look. I'll yeah. have to have a look. <laughs> but that would mean that um that Sulin would have been just imaginary. Yeah, that could be yeah, Sulin is a figment of Aurax yeah. imagination. My respect for Aurax just yeah. gone up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should have got Aurax to write the scripts if this is the case. Yes. Well, that would explain job. the yeah. whole Orac seducing Suli yeah, scene, that, wouldn't that it, as well? Yeah, that was the equivalent of Orac writing himself a little sex scene, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Something that had never occurred to me before. All right, okay. Well, in Shadow, okay, yes. we have Orac being able to operate the teleport. Yes. Presumably set, the I mean, teleport's got yeah. Tariel cells as well. Yeah, or he can, he can commandeer Zen to operate the teleport. But we've never had the opportunity where Zen can operate the teleport himself. No, no. So it does suggest that the teleport controls have Tariel cells and can be manipulated. Yeah. But 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 the teleport controls have to be physically moved. The, those levers have to be pushed, don't they? Yeah. They. I mean, I. I oh no, they I don't. Can, no, yeah. no, no. In Redemption, um, General Kali says, you know, the the, the teleport controls in itself are operating itself, and you see yeah. them moving by themselves. All right, I'll take that bit yeah. back. Yeah. All right, and as you said earlier, yes, um, Orac's signal goes through another dimension, and yes. it's the same dimension that Kali's te- telepathy goes through, but Orac's not telepathic. No. No. But but his his yeah he's he's obviously tapping into that same thing. So again, um, they invented Wi-Fi, really, didn't they? Oh, there's another one. Yeah. All right, we should be doing a tally on this. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, this isn't around yet, and I don't think it ever will be. In Gambit, we find out that Orac can reduce himself. Yeah, in I, I, size. I think when we said in the Gambit episode, um, it's, it makes for a nice episode, but it's bloody stupid. Yeah, especially when you say it's a stabilized <laughs> atomic implosion. Right. Yeah, because cause, yeah, technically we are. I mean, matter is more of nothing than it is of something. So if you yes. remove some of that nothing thing, yeah. But it's 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 a bit nonsense. It it's is a bit nonsense. It's just. I mean, I don't. I don't see why you couldn't have just sat on the liberator and they just communicate direct to him there. But the thing is, if he could do that, right? Well, why not do that every time you need to take yeah. Orac? It's very rare that Orac actually leaves the Liberator or the Scorpio. But, you know, Galda Prime, if he had done yeah. that, Avon could have him in his pocket. 
could carry him in a bum bag, couldn't he, on his wet belt? Yeah. Presumably, though, if if it's the whole Ant Man thing and everything, isn't it? If you shrink yeah. down, okay, you, you you shrunk in size, but your weight is still the same. So he would still yes. weigh the same, wouldn't he? Yeah, because you, all you've done is removed the space in between. So the amount of atoms and bits of atoms is the same. So your weight would be. So I mean, they say they say that in Ant Man that that's true, but then he runs along gun barrels and things. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's like anything like this. You, the more you think about it, that this is why it doesn't exist in real life because it's impossible. It it's like Fantastic like, Voyage yeah, having a bloody yeah. great submarine inside yeah. your body. It still weighs the same, so yeah, you can't would, come out of a tear duct. Yeah, it <laughs> would. It would still crush the table that you're on. Yes, as a, as a patient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, don't think about it. Don't yeah. think about it. Yeah. Um, a little plug here. I'd like to give a little plug, and I'll put it on Facebook. Um, Alex over at Century Castings does do a little um, pre-made uh, yes, uh, yeah, mini orac yeah. and i thought it was very small it wasn't until i went to um um one of matt's shows um the small space shows yeah alex's small orac is actually quite big you know um and it lights up and it and all the lights work so and is, everything is it the same size as the one on the show yes oh. yeah which is bigger than i thought it would be yeah. i thought it was like matchbox size alex's one but it's not yeah. it's 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 quite big i i would like one yeah maybe i'll not, get one one day it's on my list of things to get when i yes paid yeah. off living <laughs> Yeah. Um, in Star One, Jenna says that Aurax, um, you know, carrier beam was the fastest way to contact yes. Serverland. So again, it's going through another dimension to get there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's punching a hole in where Aurax is, and then it's punching a hole where he wants that communication to go to, and then it's almost instantaneous between the two, isn't it? It's yeah. Yeah. Very handy um, feature. Indeed. In Aftermath, uh, Orak can take control of Avon's life capsule, and he can yes. operate that for him. Um, and uh, in Dawn of the Gods, a bit of a stinker that we've talked about before, yeah. um, Orak is playing a board game. I'm guessing this is a way of you, you know gathering more information how to play a board game, because he, he yeah. is taking part, isn't he? Yeah, and I, I think that's, he would find that interesting, isn't it? Because, again, it's knowledge is valuable doesn't matter what sort of knowledge it is i imagine if you plonked uh orac down in front of the entire collected works of uh of eastenders on vhs he'd sit and watch it wouldn't he because it, yeah it's yeah, a gap in his knowledge yeah. yeah yeah and of course that's the story as well where he you know um doesn't let on that there's a black hole because yes. he wants to investigate the black hole yeah this is where he's quite a dangerous person as a person he's quite a dangerous character um, mm. Because he, although he does, he has shown uh, worry about himself. I think the, if there's if there's worthy knowledge, he will. Well, he will try and enter a black hole, won't he? He's, knowledge is everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ultra world, Orac can um, reflect ultra world. The ultras, um, you know the core there his yep. wave transmissions he can bounce them back to the core and as you say that's the uh, story where we get the whole riddle thing yes. villas riddles things um and in traitor we find out that orac to you know achieve what he does actually delegates jobs that a1 yeah. has given to him to other computers he yeah. tells another computer to do something and then he reaps the rewards yes. of it which again that's um 
CPU sharing. That's again a very, very much a, a a big event in computing, and it's the fu- they're thinking it's the future of computing. There's lots of, of little CPUs working small parts of a problem instead of big ones. So that's another thing they predicted, and that's that's literally only like the last five or six years where that's yeah. been a you know a, a thing that can happen because it needed the speeds of the internet to you know to come up high enough where it can be done so yeah so he that 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 is predictive standard again. computing now predictive computing or he wouldn't waste his cpu time working out little things you spread it out amongst lots and lots of little computers yep yep and i like that line in that in in traitor when avon says to sulin um one of the most human things about orac is that he doesn't like to work yep that's why he fields it out Yes, I do, well, I don't. I think I think Avon's being a bit facetious and tongue in cheek there because it's not that. I mean, Orac will work very hard if he thinks it's worth his while. If he's going to learn something, or <coughs> I think he just feels this is beneath him. Mm. I don't think it's. I mean, I don't think there's laziness involved. I think if it was an interesting task, he would do it. But it's yeah, not. but that's Avon, yeah. isn't it? Avon, Avon and computers. You know, I think the relationship of Avon to Orac is different to say, you know, yeah. um, Orac to Blake. Blake yeah. and t- it, would tell Orac to do something. Orac yeah. does it. And Blake acknowledges that, you know, where Avon is dismissive of Orac. Yeah, but unfortunately Avon, although he's a computer expert, he's another standard Terry worry, where Terry Nation feared computers taking over and he, mm. he was very dismissive and you that reads through in his doctor who stuff and that and a, a lot of sort of late 60s early 70s writers were hugely dismissive of computers that this fad will soon be gone nothing can replace a human and i think avon's sort of the yeah is part of that movement because because generally <laughs> i mean I, I i work in it and i you know work with a lot of uh, very clever computer people and generally people don't have that work in the field don't have contempt for the computers they have great respect for them but they know their boundaries but avon's got absolute contempt mm. for computers definitely yeah. which is weird because the only thing that ever continues to let them down are people yeah villa it, it has contempt for orac i mean i like the villa orac relationship because villa doesn't like orac yeah. you know i think villa doesn't like him for a different reason it doesn't villa doesn't like him because villa sees him as as someone above him again yeah isn't yep. it it's he's villa villa's very hierarchical isn't he and he's thinking that you're you're either below him or you're above him if you're above him you're an enemy to be yeah, sneered and contempt, and if you're below him, you're probably an enemy to be sneered and contempt. Yeah, Villa, Villa doesn't like. Uh, I think Villa likes Zen, doesn't he? Because yeah, he Zen does, does exactly yeah. what he's told. He never belittles. He never jokes. No. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Orac will. I mean, he often insults Villa, doesn't he? Yeah, I like that line. I like that moment where you know Orac says to Villa, "What do you think I am? Some sort of performing rodent?" And yes. Villa says, "That's exactly what I think you are—a rat in a box." Yeah, <laughs> which sums Orac up brilliantly. You I think can, you can sort of see why Orac didn't really like being on this ship, can't you? No one appreciates it. No, he does say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." You know, yeah. my talents are um, underappreciated. It's yeah. true, doesn't? Yeah, he? and it, it's very true. He's, yeah, he's right there. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he's the sort of person at work that that moans that their computer doesn't work properly, and then continually hits the thing or 
shuts it down without closing any things like yeah it treat, mistreats it and then wonders why it doesn't yeah. work properly yeah <laughs> um in blake the last story um orac simulates uh two signals on Gowda prime yes. um a distress beacon you know to uh to the bounty hunters so avon can get their flyer yeah. and the second one was to uh let them in through the silo yes there which again, this 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 shows that this is an, uh, a non-Wi-Fi analog universe. Again, that no one questions a signal of a type, do they? There, there's it. They're all they're all amazed that that can simulate these signals. Mm. But from our point of view, you know, a signal is a signal, a signal. You can imitate it. But they're very, yeah, they're very surprised that he can do this. Which, of course, if it was an analog world, you couldn't. You couldn't have a uh, an oven behave like a you know a, a tv mm, mm. all right well there's a big moment um in shadow because Orak gets taken over by this thing called the darkness doesn't yes. it and and at the end of that avon puts a bomb doesn't yeah. he yeah into Orak. so if um you know he starts being influenced again Orak's going to go bye-bye okay yes but later on in headhunter so there you go the firewall the firewall, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. A, this a is a lethal firewall. firewall, but there's a firewall, so they yeah. that as well. But in Headhunter, he comes yeah. under the influence of uh, the Muller robot, doesn't he? He does, yes. But and I don't. I think didn't, didn't he? Was it just influence in general, or was it influence from from the telepathic dimension? Yeah, but yeah. whichever way it works, that bomb should have gone off. And I've yeah. seen, you know, theories that you know. Orac was damaged, like in Terminal or something like yeah. that, and that bomb, Avon's bomb, you know, disconnected in some way. I think it's just more than likely that that Avon has actually put a bomb in there, but this is a new type of of threat. So uh, his Avon's virus definitions have not been updated True. sufficiently. Yeah, yeah. Um, with these main characters, we do this thing ruthless or not, don't we? Yeah. Right. And Orak, you think, oh, okay, he's not ruthless, but um, well, she, I think he is. Hannah he was is. killed, you know, yeah. in Shadow. Hannah went to remove his key, and was electrocuted and died. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but she was a she was a druggie when she's. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think Orak is 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 probably more dangerous than ruthless in that he's logical he i think he doesn't really have feelings for people so that and that's i think that's more dangerous than being someone that's ruthless say in the, the you know travis or he's on avon mold i think a uh, Orac will Orac will let you die unless he's got a reason not to mm. which is quite i mean it's, that's i think that's sort of it's a, that could come under ruthless yeah. Okay. All right. Um, this key that Hannah uh, yes. removed, you know, Villa calls it an activator in yeah. Ultra World, um, was very important in some of the stories. You know, um, it couldn't be removed in Shadow until uh, Callie does it in that really daft uh, telekinesis yeah. thing where she removes it, you know, from the planet. And um, in, in some stories, you know, the key is removed so nobody can use Aurac. You know, yeah. Well, um, this is as I was saying earlier. This is a, this is this is the the limiter for plot devices, isn't it? So, yeah. If you've got a a MacGuffin key, then why doesn't Orac save us? 
the key's not in. It's yeah. it's it's just the writer's way of getting around. It is. It is. But you can explain yeah. it that the key is the thing that turns Orak on so he can communicate with humans. He, yes. he is yeah. working okay, but you need the key to actually open a yes. channel to him. Yeah. Yes. He's he's probably happy when no one's using that key. I mean, yeah. I suppose this cuz cuz he does say also, what now sometimes, yeah, doesn't yeah. he? <laughs> he's obviously busy, he's doing things. He's watching he's watching EastEnders. Um Yeah, this is I suppose the question is why didn't Avon ever build another key? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you don't seem like me, I lose keys all the time. But this is also this is a although they mention it later on, this is again another another sort of invention is the is the uh, password, isn't it? So later on, when in terminal, when Avon puts a code into Orac so that or Zen or whoever it is to stop the others following him, and they're astonished that he's managed to put this. Mm. secret and it's just a password and i think the key is sort of an early password i mean also i mean if you're if you're old like us you can remember that that one of the first things they put on pcs was a key yeah you had to have the key to open it you know to to, so you could access anything on the hard drive so obviously perhaps that was the mindset at the time that that you need these computers are going to be so so amazing and, and valuable and rare that mm. you need to lock them. Mm. It's, it's funny, you just reminded, when you said, why didn't Avon make another key, isn't there in that terrible novel, the sequel novel, doesn't Avon or somebody make another Aurac called Caro? Yes, oh God, yes, you, yes you're right, yeah. There's another Aurac, yeah. which is Aurac just spelt differently, Caro. Yeah, it's an anagram of Aurac, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, I remember. It's a female one or something, isn't it? That's or... right. Oh, God. Yeah. I what think I read that book once that when it first came out, and it's like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. That yeah. was just fanfic writ large, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I forgot that. Yeah, Aurac, of course, was valuable. You know, Belkov yeah. wanted Aurac. Yeah. Um, Agrorian wanted to exchange Orac for yeah. the Tachyon funnel, didn't he? Well, Agrorian was just using him as bloody Google, wasn't he? He just wanted to search things out. He wanted to search his name. Who stabbed him just... in the back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Orac's character—I like the way that you know he is, you know, indifferent to humans. He finds them, yeah. you, you know, in, insufferable, doesn't he? Yeah, he uh, he doesn't suffer fools gladly, does he? Um, <coughs> I like, yeah, I really like the character. And this, I mean, this is why Slave doesn't work because it was a direct polar opposite, wasn't it? And it, this is we we discussed in the Slave episode. This this grumpy character is really, I mean, it's it's appealing and weirdly, isn't it? Which is strange because in real life you wouldn't go near someone like this. I think you know? I, th- I I think you're you're summoning it up before I mention it, is that Aurac is a quintessential British creation. You would not have yes, a character exactly, like this yep. on an American show. You would never yep. have this sort of character in a Star Trek. This is, yep. you know, the snidey voice in Dad's Army, isn't it? You've yeah, always this, got to have yeah. a voice of uh, Yeah, this is private. This is private uh, Fraser, isn't it? It is. is Fraser, yeah. Fraser could be Aurac. Yeah. Yeah. He's a distant ancestor. You, you, you could have him yeah. as Aurac if he was yeah. still alive. This, Definitely. This is, yeah, this is a quintessential British character. You don't, you don't sort of get this, like you say, in American stuff. And if, if there was, in Star Trek, if there was a 
computer like this, it would be because it's malfunctioned and Kirk would have to use logic to have it explode or, or change itself it. back. Yeah. Or you get a character like Data where it's a, it if it becomes sentient, it wants to be more human. Why mm. on earth? Don't know. So yeah, I think this is very true. And it, and we do like our we do like our boffins to be a bit sort of curmudgeonly, don't we? We like our sort of you know. Who was that guy? Style. Who was that guy when we were growing up? What was his surname? Magnus Pike. Pike. Magnus, yeah, Magnus Pike. Pike. <laughs> he yeah. is one yeah. of them. He's one, yeah. A British eccentric. Yeah, yes. we love eccentrics, and we love we love people that that are not. I mean, this, the, the Avon is sort of goes in this, and lots of other characters. We like people that that go against authority. Hmm. The 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 rebellious, and if the the more the more sort of establishment they look or they're meant to be, the better. Yes. We love that. We love that person that goes against the, the grain. Because we wouldn't. Because no, 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 we you, would not do you, it. Yeah. You would you would not. You would not. Yeah. But you know, the pompous side of Orac, yes. you know, we've just said about, you know, Fraser. It's Captain in, Mannering. It's it? Captain yeah. Mannering. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So so the if you want the ideal computer, just distill the cast of Dad's Army. There you go. Programming Perfect, into perfectly a, put. A, perfectly a box, put. Yeah. 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 All right. Well the last time we see Orac, um, they were in that flyer um, yeah. going off to the headquarters. Um, you never see him again. He is no. in the flyer. You never see him again. And of course, that has you know created so much you know fan speculation yeah. and fan fiction about where is Orac, what happened to Orac. Well, this is in all the fan stories that posit that Avon or yeah more of the characters survive. They always go off and get Orac, who's hiding, and it, it sort of try and get it back to that status quo, isn't it? Yeah, of these people with their computer on a super ship, and mm. I sort of think <coughs> this way. I, I I sort of think the Blake Seven universe is played out. Mm. It's probably a slightly controversial view, but I don't I don't think there's much room left for Blake Seven as we know it for stories that they haven't already done. And no, that's I, I'm, I'm, I like that about the final story is yeah. that it just ends, you know, yeah. you don't have everything neatly wrapped up, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, Avon presumably left him in the flyer or stuck him under a tree yeah. with a few fern well, leaves I, over him I like, like he th- did before. Yeah, I like to think that, 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 that I was going to say even now, it's, you know, it's set in the future, but this many years after Blake in the future, that that Orac still sat there, probably underground now, because the piles of leaves and mulch mm. and stuff have gone. He sat there just working away. He's quite happy. Totally happy. Yes, yeah. because he's not being bothered. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's that, that, that's Orac's appearances and what we have uh, think about Orac. Do you know what Orac's first line was in the show, back when it was Derek Farr? Oh, God. Would it have been something silly like, uh, I'm putting the defense shield up or something wasn't it like something sort like that. of because of course yeah in orac you hear orac but you don't yeah. see him for quite well, a while you think yeah and and then when you see ensor you think that the voice you heard was probably ensor you know what i mean it's because mm. it's the same voice but yeah isn't it doesn't doesn't set the ship come into range and uh, very close yeah. he, he actually says a space vehicle has made a surface landing about seven miles inland yes that was serverlan and travis arriving and uh the, his last line it's not prophetic do you know oh, what his I last ever that. so it was in words Blake. Were. uh he would have been it was before the, the bridge 
fell on him, wasn't it, before the the Scorpio Bridge collapsed? Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, it's after that. It's after that, is it? It's oh, in does the he flyer. Say, oh, it's, he says I can, I can, uh, I can activate the signal that would allow you to gain entry to the. Brilliant. Hanger, is that what it is? Very good. He actually says, when we reach the appropriate coordinates, I can simulate the necessary signals to open the silo and allow this flyer to enter. Very good, Ian. Very good. Not very prophetic, though. You're right. No, not very prophetic. Okay. All right. So, next bit. All right. Um, I asked you this a couple of days ago. Do you have a favorite Aurac scene? (coughs) This is weird. So... I have I have some I have lines that I remember. I don't. The only scene I can think of where it's a, a, a pretty much a, a I mean it's an Orac episode and a really good Orac scene and I love it all is um, Headhunter is where he's talking with Sulin about philosophy and and stuff like that. I think that whole scene where she's trying to hide him and get away with him is is superb. I love it. Well, Orac. Prospects, terminal. Terminal? The survival of organic humanoid life is improbable. Are you talking about Villa and Tarrant? All organic humanoid life throughout the galaxy is at hazard. Let's stick to medicine, Orac. Leave the philosophy for later. For now, just cure these two humanoids. You would do well, Sulin, to heed the prospects... These two, Orac, now! We can discuss philosophy now if you want. All organic humanoid life faces domination and eventual extinction. Nothing lasts forever. Evolution has already passed you by. Very soon now, you must give way. To what? Your own cybernetic creations. You, for instance. It is vital that you render me inoperative. I'm sorry. You must then conceal me securely until you destroy the intruder. If you can destroy the intruder. Anything's possible when you're as insane as I obviously am. You must believe me, Sulin. I think I do believe you. That's what I meant about being insane. Then you'll do as I ask. Why not? Now. No sooner said than done. But other than that, I do like... I mean, he's got certain lines. I love the line in uh, The City on the Edge of Forever. No, City on the Edge of the World. Whichever one isn't the Star Trek one. The World, the not world. Forever. <laughs> and uh, I like it where Villa says uh, it's the biggest mistake he's ever made, and all that goes. Given your propensity <laughs> to make mistakes, I don't think that's true. Yeah, I, so little lines like that, but for scenes, I'd say Orak and Sulin. I think all right, my, my favorite okay. scene. I do like that. I do like the attempted seduction yes, of Sulin by Orak. It's, it's, it's the most awkward <laughs> attempted seduction ever. And Peter Tudnam is brilliant that. Join yes. us, soon. Yeah. Join you in that, what exactly? Yeah. What yes. are you going to do? <laughs> you know? Well, perhaps, perhaps uh, I was going to say perhaps Orwex also invented the USB socket, but that would be the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I, I really do like that, and yeah. a very close second for me is um, it's very silly, but the whole Villa Orac thing about you know the nature of riddles. Yeah, I. It's okay. It's, it's just a bit cringy and i don't know why because they're, it's, they're both playing it well and i don't it's just something about it that it's like it should be funnier than it is i think i don't know it, yeah. i i like peter tudnam's delivery on it yes you, oh, you know oh that's very clever yeah. for you know yeah. fascinating he knows how, you, yeah. da, 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 da. he knows how to play villa as well doesn't he with yes. just an, just enough breadcrumbs of of uh 
of of patronizing sort of uh being nice to him and villas or is like patty in his hands isn't he? even though he yep. hasn't got hands um you say about yeah peter tudnam plays it well i think that's that's who we're talking about here isn't it that's peter yeah. tudnam is orac and he that's why it's such a great character that people still remember now yeah yeah well as i say that that is my second favorite very yes. close but my number one orac moment is Orak very, very uh, grudgingly admitting that Sopron is better than him. Oh, that is a good one. Yes, you're right. I'd forgotten that one. Now, come along, Orak. First of all, you say that this is not alive, and then you say it is more rational than you are. Ava, wait. I deny that Sopron is more rational. Reason is absolute, and rationality cannot be divided by comparatives. Orak, you are splitting hairs. Tarrant, listen to this. Haven, we're Just trying. a moment, I am about to extract a momentous admission. Orak, this rock, this Sopron, does it have a greater capacity for reasoning than you do? The difference is barely measurable. But it is greater. By a marginal degree, yes. There. Now, isn't that something? The difference is yeah. barely measurable. <laughs> yeah. And I love Avon's <clears throat> ah, moment, isn't it? Right. Yeah, it's a bit your Brinner. We've said yeah. that at the time. But uh, I do like that. Yes. He very, very grudgingly has to acknowledge that, that something is more um, intelligent and knowledgeable yes. than him. Yeah. Who? Here's a question for you then. Who do you think interacts with Orac the best? Who, do, who, is your, who, who do you enjoy the most? Well, you know, people like, you know, Jenna, you know, they, they ask Orak a question, he replies. So you don't yeah. get much, much the same way as Blake. I like the interaction of Orak with Villa because Orak doesn't like Villa. Yes. Villa doesn't like Orak. Like yeah. And Avon doesn't like Orak. But I don't know if Orak doesn't like Avon. I think Orak knows that Avon is intelligent. You know, I think Orak respects Avon. Yes. I won't say yeah. he likes him. I think he respects Avon. Yeah. Um, and we've just said about Sulin, you know, some of the yeah. Sulin Orak moments are Avon moments as yeah. well, oh, you know. Yeah, really weirdly, you're right that Orak he he talks to Sulin like he talks to Avon with respect. He doesn't talk to her belittling her. He doesn't talk to her you know, in a master slave sort of situation. He's talking to her as an equal, like he talks to Avon, which mm. is I think that's really interesting. My favorite, it's going back, my favorite non Orak doesn't appear in it, but my favorite scene about Orak, and I can't, is it, I can't remember whether it's Villa or Gan, where they say, I tried calling for Orak. Yeah, that was Gan. And Gan, and Avon says, uh, That's I'd the like sort to have of seen stupidity that. <laughs> you can't train for. Mm. Yeah. I thought calling for Orak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dear, oh dear, oh dear. All right, okay, um, behind the scenes. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, but the original script um, describes Orac. And basically what Terry Nation is describing is basically Meccano. Um, he just says it's a, a, an open metal box. Yeah, because Terry Nation in all his scripts, whenever he describes anything, he's always got an eye to budget. Now, he, he was a really good working writer, so he knew if he... If he described something in a spec script that said, we go into a room and it's the size of a cathedral and you see this amazing, <laughs> it's never going to get done. He knows that no, that, that will probably mean that script will be kicked out you know, without being read anymore. So he would always 
say that if he if he created a room, it would always be a white room. Yeah. And I think Ter- Terence Stick said to him, didn't he, that why do you keep saying it's going to you, you go into a room and it's a bare white room? And Terry Nation would be it's, it's up to you then to fill that in. I don't care. It's not important to the story. And I think he's the same with the same with the Daleks, and it's the same with Orac. He's written it as to what he thinks would be achievable that wouldn't people immediately go, oh, I can't afford that. What's that next script? And just mm. bung it into the mist pile. So I think he's a, in that respect. And I'm not, whenever I call him a hack or a, a working writer, there's no disrespect there. I utterly respect the guy. That's, that's a skill mm. that a lot of writers that are superb, but starving never get right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, so I think that's why it would have been, described in a cheap way yeah mm. i'm surprised i'm surprised he didn't do it as a you know it's it was a invisible computer or something that would be mm. the ultimate cheapness i am very surprised that they went <laughs> the lengths to make the orac that we know because that is an ambitious project the yes. script says you know an open metal box of wires yeah. and and flashing lights but you know to to create a clear perspex yeah. box like that with all the gubbins that are going on inside and the sequences this, and the relays to yeah. make all the lights flash that that that's ambitious to me this is a classic the special effects guys wanted to do this mm. it's not detailed they didn't in the have script, to, did so, they? yeah they didn't have to but this is so you look at a lot of the really good special effects sequences this is where they're enthused and they wanted to show that they could do something or to show something off or they had something in storage that they wanted to use mm. um, but i think this is a case of someone probably had this in mind beforehand or it sparked their imagination and if you've got a really good model maker and you spark their imagination or anything creative, you're going to get much, much better work than where you give them a line by line, um, yeah. you know, a line by line way of doing things. It, that, I mean, I, you can see it. It's like you say, it's, it's too elaborate for what was needed. Yeah. But thank goodness they did it because it's and it is a classic. It's yeah, a classic. It's a lovely yeah, design. Absolutely. And over mm. the years, you know, on the Eagle Transporter Forum and that, I've, I've watched people you know, make their own, um, yep. you, you know, life-size ORAC. And it is possible, it is doable. And especially oh, yeah, now yeah. with, you know, laser cutters, you know, it's, yeah. it's no big deal. Back then, 10 years ago, to oh, actually cut yeah. a bit of Perspex out with just, a curved in it and stuff yeah. like that is well, just, just a nightmare. just a straight line in Perspex without it shattering yeah. or chipping was you needed, you know, you'd take it somewhere to have it cut with like a diamond saw or something. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where you look at it without, great depth and you go i could build one now yeah it's not, not it's incredibly no, complex no no, no 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 yeah i think it it probably ranks up there with it's probably easier to build a dalek than it is orac yeah because yeah if you want to be screen accurate and as i say yeah. i've been watching these over the years these poor guys who have to you know cut it out by hand and sand 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 now laser cutting has eliminated that you could do that you could make those yeah. shapes but if you want to be screen accurate i've seen people make you know full-size orax using modern technology and it, that's possible but if you yes. want to be screen accurate you got you to do it old to, school you got to do I it think. old school you've got to have the old school bulbs all these yeah. orange bulbs you, that you would see on you, you, you know down at the amusement arcade you've yeah. got to have them in you've got to have the relays you've got to have the solenoids and stuff like that the the, the ball in the center of orax um that clear ball is, is full of this stuff called angel hair 
yeah. okay, which is radically different now. You can go onto Amazon and you can order angel hair, this decorative stuff, but it's not the same stuff as what they were making back in the 70s, no. you know. And, yeah, you can get LEDs now, which will do the light pattern and everything like that, but it's not the same bulbs, old no. filament bulbs, you know. If you want to be 100% accurate, it's hideously complicated yeah. and expensive. Well, the, the the replica one that was at uh, maximum power, I thought it was, was really good. Um, and there's something... You pick it up, and there's something very reassuring about just holding it and posing with it. Um, and the weight right, of it, yeah, the weight of it. And I, you're, I, I think you're right. You, you'd have to do. You'd have to go old school. You, anyone could, anyone could knock a box together and just bung some LEDs in. But they're not LEDs. You don't get the same light no. off an LED. You'd need that. LEDs that were only just coming in. Yeah. Yeah. in like 78 weren't they you, yep. it's very rare to see leds back then yeah. you know they were all, i mean fruit machine <laughs> lights yeah, they, and yeah. stuff fruit, like that fruit machine and pinball machine lights yeah, yeah used to yeah. get hot they used to blow they used to, you know well matt irvin has said yeah. you know that was a problem you know and i i like the fact that aurac you know the activator key actually did work you know you had two contacts yeah. underneath so when you put it on the sound came on, the lights yeah. came on. But you see, yeah. that, that's, that's, a, that, that's another bit of, that didn't need to do that. So that's a special effects guy. I don't know, you probably know who made the original, but whoever made the original, that's a, a, where they've enthused and they wanted to do it. That's an extra step you didn't need to go. But and it's I'm, a testament yeah. to BBC special effects yeah. that they would go that extra bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've got a little quote here from uh, Pete Tudnam. Okay. Yeah. Um, he said the most challenging thing I did, I suppose, was answering myself as Orac and Slave <laughs> or Orac and Zen. I was asked if I wanted to record one voice and do the other live, and I said no, I'll do them both live, and I did it, and it worked. Yeah, and I think it would, it would have been it would have been a mistake to have him record it because I think that limits. It wouldn't have been the, the same. Yeah, wouldn't yeah. have been the same. But uh, again, what what a what a very uh, experienced and knowledgeable voice artist he was. It's, he was brilliant. Yeah. He was brilliant. I've got another quote from him about why he became Orac. Okay, yeah. he says uh, when Derek Farr, who originated <laughs> Orac in one episode, yeah. didn't want to do the whole series, either Veer or Chris Boucher asked me, would I be prepared to do Orac as well? I agreed I'd like to do Orac, but I had to imitate Derek Farr. All right. Yeah, I heard several tapes of Derek's voice and got it into my head for the first episode I played him. After that, I sort of moulded Orac to my own conception of him. And this is where the Captain Mannering comes in. I always used to think of Orac as a person, like a bank clerk with a bowler hat <laughs> and umbrella, even when it wasn't okay. raining, yeah. and then made him more fussy and very intelligent and so on. I didn't have any trouble with the dialogue, although some of the actors would say their character wouldn't say this or that, but my old computers seem to be spot on. <laughs> there you go. That was Captain yeah, Marin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn bank clerk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So that's that bit. Next bit, you, you know, main character now. Uh, we're yep. going into uh, ratings. All right. So yep. have you had a think about this and where you're going to actually put all that? <coughs> Pardon me. Um, yeah, so I think mine at the moment, the, the top end go um, Travis Mark 1. 
Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, no, no, no. no. Before you, two, yeah. You, yeah. Before. Look, let's just run this. Yeah, through go, this, run through right. it again. I wrote I, it down I, somewhere, but the cat's on my lap, so I can't get me a bit. Of okay. I think. I think really, I'm yeah. thinking. You know, you're going to be the same as me. The bottom half yeah. is going to pretty much stay the same. But yes. right yeah. now, number one, I've got Travis Mark one. You've got Travis Mark two. Yes. Number two, stays. I yeah, I've got Sulin. You've got Callie, right? Yeah. Number three, I've got Callie, you've got Travis Mark one. Yep. I've number four, I've got Zen, you've got Sulin. Number five, yep. I've got Travis Mark two, you've got Tarrant. Do I need to right, go that, lower for No, Aura? that's that's where all that goes above Tarrant. Alright, so so you're saying then that hang on, let's get this right. So you're saying your number five will be Aurac? Yes. All right, hang on. Let me just fill this bit in, and then I won't get confused later. I need to write this down and pin it to my computer because I, I've got it in the other. I can send the this cats. to you later. Yeah, the cat, the cat sat on my lap. I don't want to disturb it. She's having a pit. Okay, right. that's fair enough. All right, so below number five, everything stays exactly yes, the same. Yep. All right, Everyone so just moves here, down one. here we go. Yep. So number five, right? You've yep. got Aurac. Yep. And I've got Zen. You like Zen above Aurak? No, 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 no. no. Aurak's not arrived yet. Ah, okay. All right. Aurak is number five for you, and number five is Zen for me. Number four for you is Sulin, right? Number four for me is Kali. Yep. Right? Number three for you is Travis Mark One. Yep. And that's where I've put Aurak. Oh, wow. Aurak is my number three. Because number two for you is Callie, number one is Mark, two, Travis. I go number three, Aurac, number two, Sulin, number one, Travis, Mark, one. My number three is Aurac. Because I think, for a computer who, like you say, there's not much in the way of a character arc for the computers. He is such an interesting character. He's performed brilliantly by Peter Tudnam. And he's, as you said earlier, incredibly memorable. People who don't even know the show know who Aurak is. Yes. You know, for that reason, he's my number three. See, I I marked him down a little bit from that because, like, certainly all day yesterday, I was was thinking really carefully about, like you said, because you you said to me, "What's your favourite scene with Orac in?" And it was like, "Oh bloody hell, that's something." And I was thinking, he's he's very much. There's a couple of instances where he's he's the centre of a scene, but he's usually he's a he's one of the the team. He's he, yeah. he doesn't normally dominate a scene. Now, so I was thinking of yeah, I was sort of going, "Well, he's definitely he's more interesting than Gan." And I think that's why that's why I put him there because I couldn't I couldn't really put him put him higher because he's not he's never the center of anything he's mm. brilliant but he's 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 a brilliant addition to a scene if you know yeah 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 okay all right okay well that's that we're going to move on yep. now now of course you know when we reached episode 25 50 and 75 <laughs> of yeah. uh of this show we we um we reassessed our top five guest characters, didn't we? We did, yes. Yeah, yeah. and um, episode 100 is coming up, but that's going to be a bit of a busy show. So I yeah. thought we would, um, uh, with Aurac, we would um, also do this top five guest characters thing. All right? Yeah. So, what we, what we I, should have done is put that in with Dana to pad that one out. 
<laughs> we could have. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know at the time. I didn't yeah. know at the time. So, all right, let's go ahead and here's okay. our um, uh, tap top five characters. Imagine a top of the pops music playing, listener. That's just happened. I did right. it. Oh, wait. don't yeah, have to I, imagine I... it. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Ian. You just blew yeah. it for me. Sorry. There you go. All right. So, yeah, top five. Now, just to remind the listener that yes. uh, way back in uh, episode seems 75, so long ago, it? it was a long time ago. What episode? Right. Who was that? Who were we covering in that episode? When, uh, that was Lom, I think. Wow. It was Lom. And that was a long time ago. Right. Hey. So before, here we go. Our yeah. number one, we we were joined in Baben. We were, right? yeah. Number two, we were joined in Clegg. Yep. Okay. Number three, I said Tynus and you said Ensor Senior. Yes. Right. Number four, I said Ginka and you yep. said Krantor. Right. Yep. And number five, I said Carnell and you said... Dr. Belfryer. Yes. Now, I've got a feeling now, you know, almost 25 episodes on, things might change a bit. Yes, this has changed changed a fair bit for me. All right. Now, cat permitting, do you have all your... I have uh, my list, yes. Oh, that's all right. It's on my phone, see? It's on your phone? Yeah, it's on my phone, so my phone is next to me. Shall we build up the suspension? (laughs) Let's go five to one, all right? Okay, right. So... I'll go first, right? My number five has dropped two places. My number five is Tynus. Well, my number five has dropped one place. My number five is Quenta. Only dropped one place. Just one place. All right. Okay. Number four, I have a new entry, sticking to the top of the pops thing. New entry at number four, Provine. Wow. Wow. My, I thought, yeah, I thought you would be higher on your list. Um, my number four new entry is Dockerly. Dockerly. Yeah, I didn't think you I'd were like going to. Dockerly. Okay. Yeah. Was it the jacket and the hat? It is. I well, I like uh, Dennis Carey. I just I like his style of whimsical acting. But yeah, I do. I I just I thoroughly enjoy his performances. The Mad Dockerly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Number three. I thought my number two would be, you know, inassailable. But, yep, number three, Clegg has dropped one, so to speak. Um, (laughs) Clegg is down to number three. Yep, um, number three, drop in one place, also Cleggy. Clegg drops one for you as well. Mm. Okay, oh, right, okay. (laughs) I think you'll be surprised at my number two. I think you will. I'm not going to be surprised by your number one, I don't think. No, probably not. Number two. Do you want to guess what my number two is before? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're very toilet-based now, um, are, yes. dropping one and now yeah. number twos. Would you like um, to predict my number two, so to it, speak? <laughs> is, it, was, is, is, it what, something, is it one that's been there before or is it a new entry? No, new entry at number two. New entry, In okay. at number two, yes. Let me look down at my little lists of – because you, you sent me the list of the ones that we've done since the last yep. one. Um it's not going to be Zill, is it? Don't think so. Don't think it's going to be Zill. <laughs> um, I reckon it could be... Oh, could it be Diva? I would say either Diva or Moloch. Which one are you going for? I'm going with Moloch. You are right. Hey! You Moloch. Moloch. 
He is a puppet, but he's so ridiculous and uh, he's got so much charm and out of all of season three, Moloch is what I think of. So, yeah, okay. Moloch. Um, Moloch sums up the whole space fantasy side of Blake 7 is, for he me. He's a good character. Yeah. Um, my number two, and this is purely uh, your doing, because I didn't, I didn't think much of this character beforehand, uh, but you did. So when we came to do that episode, I I watched it a few times and I paid a lot of attention and I thought, yeah, this is actually this 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 character sums up my idea of federation. It's he's competent. See if you can guess who it is. He's competent. Provine. Um, Provine. Yeah. Straight Provine. in at number two. Provine. I can't also, argue with that. Also, I've got a little I've got a little link to him because we have handled his uh, uniform. Oh, we have, yes, yeah. yes. And, and does, sniffed it. Yeah. And sniffed it, yes. Yeah. And hope, hoped that it was um, Glynis Barber's as well. <laughs> Luckily, that photo of you sniffing the gusset of yeah, uh, that new toy costume it, yeah. has been deleted across yeah. the internet because it's just... <laughs> It was just too disturbing. Too you know, disturbing, yes. There's some things people just do not need to see. Yes. Yeah. If you want to and, see, if you want to see more of that, you have to come to the next convention, of course. Yeah. Well, you're going to recreate it. I, yeah, I could do. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's in July. Yeah. Start booking your seats now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And it's no surprise. Uh, number one, you and I are yeah. joined in our love of Baben. Yes. Yes, and I think this. He's as soon as he has appeared, he's not gone off our list. As top, and I think this is a this is a an absolute uh, you know tribute to Colin Baker. Yeah, um, he he's superb as Baben. Uh, he is brilliant. He's he is the best guest character. It's a testament to Baben mm. that I, at no point yeah did I ever consider knocking him off the first no. place point. You no know? one's come along since. And even made me think. Okay, let me let me come. Yeah, it, he's never wavered. That's yep. something in it out of fifty-two episodes. Yep, to be yep. the best so, guest character. There we go. Baben is our champ. We should tell him. Yep, we, we should. Maybe I should contact him and maybe yep. send him a link when this uh, episode yeah. comes out and he can hear. But yeah, he's our numero uno. He's our number one. Um, and listener, do you disagree? Um, after hearing Ian and I's um, opinions on our top fives, yeah, let, let us, us know, know your number one. Let us know your yeah. top five if if, it, if, yeah. if you like. Um, go on Facebook and let us know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice as well that Baben finally got to the top of the list. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and didn't have to put a bounty yeah. out to, yeah. to, to to get himself back to the top. Yeah. All right. So that's that. That's our um, um, top five wow. guest characters out the way, and um, which leads us nicely over to the next bit on this uh, show today. Uh, listener, if you're still out there, um, coming up real soon is episode 100, and um, we're not going to feature a character on that. Episode 100 is going to be a recap of the podcast of the show and to mark that and uh, to end the at least regular run of our show because we do intend to do specials from time to time um we'd like as much listener participation as possible all right so we've got some questions for you listener and and what we're going to do is we're going to ask for your votes in various categories, okay? And if you can have a think about them and let us know your verdicts, um, you can either go to Facebook or you can DM us if you don't want to put them up on uh, Facebook. Um, we're going to ask 
in a minute various categories okay and um, all these categories we would like your votes on obviously and what I'm gonna do because you know I don't want it to be you know an Avon Villa heavy you know centric you know uh, final tally what I'd like to do is in a second I'm gonna give you a bunch of categories okay and what I'm gonna do is we're gonna uh, uh, are you right there Ian yeah, sorry, my headphones were slipping again. I thought you fell off the chair or yeah. something, fallen asleep. Sorry about that. Um, no, what we're going to do, all these categories, what we're going to do is we're going to award one point to the lowest place, two points to the second lowest, etc., etc., yeah. um, and tally them all up, because I think that then will separate things out. Okay. Yeah, I think it will. I think it will. Yeah. yeah, you're right. If we just do it as a... Your top, everyone's top, is probably going to be Avon at some point, isn't it? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you've got until the actual recording of episode 100 to let us know, um, because what we're going to do then live on episode 100, we'll tally them all up, all the information we've got on Facebook or DMs or whatever, we'll tally it all up, bring it all together, and on episode 100, Ian and I will give our votes on yeah. those various categories, tally them all up, and we'll just find out who likes what and who wins, all right? I, I take it you've planned, we will be, this episode will go out live before we record the final episode yes yeah yeah okay. this is a good five weeks you've got about five weeks to come up with these things all right um there's going to be other interactive questions we're going to be asking on the run-up to episode 100 so please keep an eye out on the facebook page um if something occurs to me and ian questions to ask we'll be putting them up as well all right okay so the subjects we'd like your views on are as follows all right so Top Season 1 Liberator crew, right? Now, there's going to be seven characters here because I'm not including Aurak. Aurak's not in this list, okay? Yeah, Zen is. Last episode. <laughs> yep, Zen is in the list. That's why it's seven, yeah. okay? So, first one, Top Season 1 Liberator crew. Uh, next category's Top Season 2 Liberator crew. Um, we're going to have eight choices here because you've got Aurak, and I'm including Gan. Gan's only in it for like three quarters, but you've actually got eight yeah. eight choices there. Um, next one, top season three Liberator crew, right? Then top season four Scorpio crew. Um, then we're going into, and I think this is where things might actually, point-wise, things might yeah. differ slightly. Um, top three episodes or stories. Yep. Um, your worst three <laughs> stories. Yeah, animal was going to be tough. <laughs> Stop influencing Sorry. people. Um, top three guest characters. Here's your chance to actually, yep. you, you know, have your say. Um, and your favourite seasons in order. Okay, one, two, three, four. Your favourite seasons. Oh, you just, you just did that. That's a new one. Yeah, you didn't know. No, no. About I mean, that. you've just done my order. One, two, three, four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, yours is different to mine. Okay, right. not giving anything away. <laughs> yeah, four, three, two, one. Yeah, exactly, um, yeah. And then You're the a big tricky one. Four fan, aren't you? Next yeah. <laughs> right. The tricky one. The last one is the tricky one. I told you yeah. the, uh, about this, Ian. Your it's, top. It's, it's the listener's pin number, isn't it? I see. It is. <laughs> yes. Yes. No. 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 Top eight Federation personnel. I know. Right? Now this is to this is being done deliberately to mix things up a bit. Okay, so listener, can you please put in order your favourite 
top eight federation personnel out of this selection. All right. And as I say, it's a bit tricky. Okay. So here we go. Servalan, Travis Mark 1, Travis Mark 2, Section Leader Clegg, Tynus, Provine, Tharnia, and then Trooper Parr. Have you thought about these yet, Ian? Uh, not in any great depth. <laughs> well, you got like, five yeah. weeks to think right. about it. I was hoping you might you might send me them written down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can do that. I can yeah, do that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you going to read out the results in the score draw way? Yes. Travis Mark two one. Yes. Servalan. No score. It's a grandstand way. Yeah. Yes. Good, <laughs> I've got to dig out the music for that, not yeah. just Top of God. the Pops, but Grandstand as well. Was, yeah. yeah, thanks, Ian. You just give That's me another right. flaming yeah. job. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, folks, if you can have a think about that and you've yep. got like five weeks to actually come up with them. And, and as I say, live, Ian and I will tally it up and hopefully we'll get a, 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 a litmus test of how our... Yes you know, Blake Seven fandom is in the Blake Seven in character podcast world. All right? Yes. Yeah. Because we're we're sort of, our listeners are sort of unique, aren't they? Unique and very special. Yes, Yes, they are. Yes. All right. So that's it. That's us done. Um, That's ORAC over and done with. Um, Next time. Yeah, we're at, um, not a bad timing. Um, Coming up for one hour 15. couple of audio clips in there we might be nudging on an hour and a half next yeah. time i think we might be speaking a quite a bit more because we're getting round to the big ones now the you big know. guns now the big, the big guns hitters. now yep. yeah and next time it is serverland uh, everyone's favorite supreme commander we have not talked about serverland for quite a few weeks have we we haven't no um I'm trying to think, yeah, because she's not really appeared in any of the episodes. Not at the end, not the end of season two, three, four. Mm. So, yes, so, yeah, Um, let's do it. Serverland next week, all right? Yes, looking forward to that. What are you going to wear, Ian? Do you know yet? I'm going to wear that one with the lizard on the front. The lizard. Except except the lizard's probably going to be my cat. I'm thinking of the sat on me. <laughs> I'm I'm going for the black one with the vulture um, feathers. Well, black suits you, doesn't it? So. It certainly does. Yes. All right. So sorry about that mental image, folks. And uh, <laughs> yep. See you next week. Thanks, Bye. Ed. Bye. <laughs>